For those of you who haven't are visiting with us or haven't been here for a while, we're doing a series on the seven deadly sins. Uh, I've been thinking about it these past couple of weeks. Uh, do you realize it's much more difficult, at least for me, a preacher, to prepare a topical sermon than just going through a book? And uh, I've gone through books of the Bible. And so this is a new experience for me. Uh, it's good. It has its place. Uh, and most importantly, I think, uh, in many ways, this has been ministering to my life. I usually finish preparing my sermons on Thursdays. Uh, if there's something that comes up on a Thursday, I sure make it a point to finish it by Friday. So I have the privilege of uh, uh, just knowing what the Word is going to be like. And so I want you to know that my sermon actually is all done. I've got my conclusion, everything written down. But over the past couple of days, and I'm thinking it might be the Spirit of God, I can't say definitively, uh, I'm just wondering if I am going too fast. And I'll tell you why I want you to think along with me. Uh, before I tell you why I think I want to slow down, which means uh, if I preached too fast on the topic of lust, for example, last week, or on pride the week before, I don't want us going from one topic to another just as an educational process. And I'm wondering if we're doing that. But before I do that, uh, let me tell you that these sermons are actually doing me a lot of good. Uh, and I want to explain that because before I do all that, you look too serious. What was... Mary Jane's not here, so she's not allowed to answer because she knows the answer. Don't answer. What was significant about last Sunday? I forgot about it, but I remembered on Monday. You heard the answer, right? No? Oh, you remember the sermon, right? Okay, but that's not something I did not say is what I'm thinking about. You probably forgot. Some of you even don't know. February the 17th, 1997 was my first Sunday here preaching my first sermon. 17 years, and you haven't thrown me out yet. <laughs> but one of the things I do, one of the things I do is, I'm one of those persons who asks a lot of questions in my own life. Uh, I'm constantly asking questions, uh, even in my ministry here. You know, I ask God, God, am I doing okay? Am I doing this right? Uh, and so I, I want to ask you a lot of questions because those who don't ask questions uh, can fall into a rut of presumption. So the first thing I want you to know is that these sets of sermons, and I've only done two, I've actually done three with today's, uh, I want to confess to you that I have discovered in my own life to varying degrees 
that I am tempted in all of these. I hope you don't throw me out now. I just said tempted. Remember last Sunday I said there's a difference between being tempted and sinning. You cannot stop temptation because Satan will tempt you. Okay, so I want to let you know that studying on this, I have discovered not only have I been tempted, but I even would go to an extent and say that in some of these in varying degrees, I find myself having sinned. Today's topic on greed, well, I can tell you very easily, looking back, not only was I tempted, I bought into it. And because I come under the scrutiny of the same word that I preach, I want you to know that uh, it's doing a good thing for me. These past two weeks on the issue of greed, I've asked myself some, I believe it's the Spirit of God has challenged me with some great questions. So I want you to know that. And the reason I tell you that is that is what gives me the freedom to preach the truth unashamedly. Because when I am preaching, I'm not preaching at you, which I hope you don't think that way. I am preaching the Word of God. It's already gone and done a number on me. And so I have a sense of freedom to say, we're all on the same level, so let's hear this. So I'm going to preach boldly. That's the only way I know. But I wanted to let you know that uh, these have done something in my own life. Let me tell you why I want to slow down. And even if it's not slowing down, I do want to challenge you. Two things happened last week that got me thinking. Now, some of you came either told me on Sunday morning or sent me an email complimenting me on what a good job I did on that topic because I had already asked for prayer and I said, you know, it's a tough topic to preach on. I do want to preach boldly. And some of you very kindly came and told me that it came out well. I am not slighting you at all, so please listen to me very carefully. I appreciate the encouragement. I know where you're coming from, and every pastor or anyone doing ministry needs to hear words of encouragement every now and then. Correct? Because very often what happens, you don't fall into that category, but I want to challenge you. Sometimes we only tell people when they're wrong. We're critical about something that they could have done well. There's a place for that. But I hope for every criticism you make, you have six nice things to say to people. Then you earn the right to speak into other people's lives. So for those of you who kind of got back to me and said, you know, that was a good job. Thank you very much. But I look at that and I ask myself the question, and now I'm talking to all of you, what did it do to your life? Thank you for telling me that it was a good sermon. But at my age, and for the amount of ministry I've done, I want you to know, and I don't say this arrogantly, please don't get me wrong, I preach because I believe God's word has something for you. And the question I want to ask you this morning is, on the 
on the topic of pride and lust, were you convicted or not? Let me take the question a little further. Have you made any changes in your life over the past two weeks? Because if you haven't made a change in your life because of two pretty heavy-duty sermons, you listening to me or even telling me that I've done a good job, you've missed the point. So even if I'm going to slow down this morning, uh, why am I doing this? Again, y'all are, I can feel that some of you are not breathing freely. <laughs> breathe, breathe. I'll tell you why I did that. There was another incident that happened this week. I went to the barber shop, which is an absolute waste of money. (laughs) But I've settled into one place, and now I've found a way of doing it efficiently. When my son needs a haircut, I go because it's a waste of gas. (laughs) I almost suggested to the barber, can we have a deal? Let me pay you by the weight of hair at the end of every haircut. Uh, But this is what got me thinking, and it happens every time. Whoever I go to, I sit on the chair, and the first question they ask me is, what would you like today? No, you know what I tell them? And that's what I told this guy. I said, give me five choices and I'll make my decision. What choices do you have to do on my head? Absolutely nothing. It's a very polite question. And so this time I told him, you know, give me five choices so that I can decide. Everyone around us laughed and uh, finally he did what he could. But it got me thinking, it got me thinking, what do you expect this morning before I start to preach? What are you looking for? And I have a feeling sometimes we get into habits, and that's what I'm scared about. For myself, even as a church, we come in on Sunday morning, we hope the service ends around 10.20, we go away, we do the same thing over and over again. And if we've fallen into that trap, woe to us. And so my question to you is, What changes have you made to your life over these two topics that you've heard about? Let me challenge another group of people. Some of you were not here last Sunday for whatever reason. Good reason. Maybe you didn't want your children to hear it and I gave you that option, so stay at home. So my question to you this morning is, especially after I told you, or maybe I didn't, uh, I'm surprised that you would even come to church to listen to me preach. Having done that, it's not about me or the sermon. Having said that, if you missed any of these topics, are you interested in learning about them? I hope so. I hope so, not again for my sake because I want you to hear me, but I'm hoping that holiness and sin is so serious in your life as topics That not only do you listen, learn, but you're making changes. Turn with me to James chapter 1. 
And even if I don't touch my sermon this morning uh, and we pause to see if from what we've heard are we doing anything, I think that would be good. To those of you who are young Christians, new in God's word, James comes after all the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you can find them. Keep going right. Then you'll come to a big book called Hebrews. After Hebrews comes James. Look at verse 22. And this is what I want to talk about. It says, Be doers, be doers of the word, not only hearers, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself, goes away, and at once forgets what he is like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. I know for sure that I preach the word of God. You know what James is saying? Don't be like a guy or a woman who looks into the mirror and then leaves Sunday morning and says, wow, did you see that mirror? That frame was awesome. Did you see how shining that mirror was? That is an amazing mirror. And they walk away. It says that if you're that kind of a person, notice what happens. Uh, you're deceiving yourself. So I'm throwing a little caution out there. Uh, it's nice that you like some of these sermons, but that's not the point. My challenge to you this morning is, what change have you brought in your life? Unless you come back to me and say, you know what, I'm okay on the area of pride. Or I don't have a problem with lust. Then I don't mind moving on. But I don't think so. I think in varying degrees, this sin, these sins are very prevalent. Not just in the world, but in the church. One of the questions I would ask from last Sunday is, uh, what change have you brought about? To the young people, when I grew up, I used to have posters in my room. But they were all cars. Young people today, do you have posters in your room? And are they of the opposite gender? And if so, my question is, what are they doing there? And if you say, if you've got a good answer, good, but I'm going to ask that question, right? When you look at ads on TV... I can name a lot of companies, Abrocambia and Fitch, uh, GoDaddy ads. I can go through a whole list of it. They are very sensual, if you didn't know that. What are you doing when you 
even have a little glance on that? That's the question. To the ladies, here's my question from last week. Has it changed the way you're going to dress? Men, have you got something into your life that's going to bring about change so that you're going to deal with these temptations? And that's the question I want to ask you this morning because if I'm just going to go from one topic to another and it becomes educational and you hear it and then you go on, I think we, we're wasting time. And I don't, want, I don't want to do that to you. Most importantly, you need to respond to God's word. And so let me throw that out to you. Uh, the other reason why I stopped to think about it last Sunday, and I'm glad they came as a group, a few of the young women in church came to me after the service was over and they said, we'd like to talk to you. It immediately goes back to my school days. I haven't gone. Whenever the teacher said, I need to talk to you, I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> so when these young women came to me and said, we need to talk to you, I said, now what did I say wrong? And they mustered up enough courage to say, you know, thank you for what you spoke, but we wanted to make one correction and that is you already said that uh, You're speaking as a guy, which I have to. And you said that the issue of lust with the eyes is mostly a man-guy thing. And they had the courage to come to me and say, you know, Pastor Joe, we want to tell you, we struggle with that too. And they gave me some examples of when they see guys playing football or whatever it is without a shirt on. One of them said, you know, I've got to know my feet very well over these past couple of years because I just have to always walk looking down. And I thank them for telling me that. So to you women who heard last week's sermon, inadvertently, if I was talking more to the men, may I bring that back and challenge you at whatever age you are How are you doing in the area of lust? Do you have desires that are not godly? And my question this morning is, if you're tempted, if you've brought sin close to your heart or your eyes, my challenge this morning is, what changes have you brought about in the past one week? You're with me? Because there's no point just listening to the word and not acting on it. And when you become a doer of God's word, it changes your life. Remember last week we read John saying, go practice these things. Make habits of it. And so I wanted to do that this morning before we go into the area of the next few topics.